members that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for this 18th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is organist Mrs. Courtney Sletton and acolytes Drew Creed and Danson Minning. Today's broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Right, and just a few announcements before we begin with our worship today. First of all, uh, there are there is no bells or men's glee practice this coming Wednesday, so please make note of that if you are in one of those groups. Also, um, June will be out of the office for at least two weeks with a procedure that she has had done on her back. Um, Jackie Himes and myself will be filling in for her. We uh, humbly and respectfully ask for your patience. In that um, June is just a not only is she just a wonderful lady but she's she just works so hard for us and so we're gonna do our very best to try to keep up with everything that she was doing uh, next on this coming Tuesday uh, October the 10th at 7 p.m. in the school gym is a musical that is being presented by our grades 2 through 8 it's called echoes of, of the hammer it is a musical about Luther and the Reformation, and so we uh, pray that you would be, be there to support our children in that. That's, again, that's this coming Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in the gym. Also, the Springfield, Symphony, the Springfield Symphony, October the 14th, that is their Reformation program. If you haven't ordered your tickets, you need to do so right away. Uh, and we also invite you to join us every Sunday morning for Sunday School and Adult Bible Class. It begins at 8.45 uh, every Sunday morning, and those take place over in the school as well. I think that's all the announcements that we have. So let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that Whatever our, our previous week has held for us, whether there were good times, bad times, in-between times, pains, sufferings, joys, whatever the case might be, Lord, we give you thanks that you still have brought us here and that you have called us here for whatever reason. Uh, Lord, we know that, you, that we are not here by chance, by accident, but Lord, we are here because your Holy Spirit wants us here, uh, and we give you thanks that. And we pray, Lord, that as we worship you now, that uh, as we pray every Sunday, that you would give us a zeal this morning, Lord, for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Uh, 
We open our worship this morning with hymn number 868, Awake My Soul and With the Sun. We're going to sing verses 1, 3, 4, and 6. 1, 3, 4, and 6. make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, and will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended and justly deserve the temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, before sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Glory, Glory be, be to, to the Father, Father and to the and Son, to the Son and, to, and the to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was as it in the was beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, you gave your Son into the hands of sinful men who killed him. Forgive us when we reject your unfailing love and grant us the fullness of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. My love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it. When I look for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge 
and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and briars and thorns shall grow up. I will also command the clouds that they rain, no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. And he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed. For righteousness, but behold, an outcry. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. At, the, at this time, we're blessed to have special music by the Men's Glee and directed by Lori Evett, who they will be singing, When Peace Like a River.
Thank you very much, Men's Glee, for that very wonderful piece and a really great reminder as well. It's now time for the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring your mighty mites up as well. Our children's message today is presented by Pastor Jake. It's entitled, Parables of the Tenant. with your shoes on or off, it doesn't matter. All right, you guys can turn around and face me. Okay. Everybody, everybody see? Okay. What is this? What's, what's this? What is that, Harper? Yeah, this is my wedding ring. Okay. This is my most prized earthly possession. It's the thing that I care about the most. And the reason why I care about it the most is because other than Jesus, okay, okay, my wife and my family are the most important things to me. So I, I look after them and I care for them and I do everything that, that I can to make sure that they are well taken care of, even though sometimes the son bothers the children's message. What are some of the things that are most important to you? What, what are some things that, that you have that, that you really, really value? Grace? Your kitty cats. Okay, good. All right. Harper? Your puppies. Okay, good. Uh, Jackson? Your cats. Okay. You, you guys must really, really like your cats. Okay. Um, Keenan? Your parents. Good. Okay. What else? What are some other things that, that, that you really, really value? Cohen? So your four dogs, huh? Good, okay. Everybody loves their animals. Good. So with all of these things that you guys really value, okay, of course that means that you're going to take care of them. So if it's your animals, if it's your animals, you're going to feed them, okay? Make sure that they are um, that, that they're fed and that they have their shots and, and things and that they're healthy, okay? Um, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, specifically in the gospel text, and we, we talked a little bit about that um, in the Old Testament text too, but we're going to be talking about how we, uh, according to God's word, that we are his vineyard, something that he cares for very, very much, something that he looks after. Uh, and does several things to make sure that, uh, that we as his people, as his kids, as his children, that we are well looked after and we are protected and we are watched over. Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Can you guys put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for protecting me, for watching over me, and being beside me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Okay, thanks for coming up. And you guys can go back and sit with your folks.
The epistle for today is from the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 4b through 14. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted all as lost for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. This will also be the text for the message today. Jesus said, hear another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to them, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the Scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush them. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. And although they were seeking to arrest him, they feared the crowds because they held him to be a prophet. 
This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our next hymn, My Song is Love Unknown, like most of the hymns in our hymnal, tells a story. And we're going to be singing all seven verses of this because, well, it's a story and you can't sort of take one part out of the story and have the rest of it make sense. So as we sing this hymn, I want you to really concentrate and really focus on the story that this hymn, My Song is Love Unknown, is telling to all of us. The hymn is 4.30 in the Lutheran service book.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts this morning and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message today, as I said, is the gospel lesson that was just read from Matthew 21, the parable of the wicked tenants. My father, his, his most prized earthly possession is a 1967 Pontiac GTO, cherry red, with a spoiler on the back. Ed's like, yep, see? With a spoiler on the back, not a scratch on it. It is always clean, inside and out. Whenever we go down to Texas to visit them, there's never any dirt on it. There's no dust. He keeps it in his garage the entire time. He has a special mechanic specifically to work on the 1967 GTO because he doesn't want the guy who works on the Honda to work on the 67 GTO. It is his most prized earthly possession. He takes care of it. He makes sure as much as he can that no harm comes to it. He doesn't drive it in the rain. He doesn't drive it whenever it storms. No, it stays in the garage until the day is perfect. That he can drive it around with my mom and I guess go back to the olden days or whatever it is that they do. Our text for this morning is a story of the lengths that our Heavenly Father went to, continues to go to, to protect us, His kids. Protect us as His children. I want you to go to that text with me in your bulletin, Matthew 21, starting at verse 33. This text is a parable that Jesus is telling to a specific group of people. He is telling it to his enemies, to the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees who were all there listening. This is shortly after his triumphal entry on that Palm Sunday, uh, uh, his, his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. The same people, the same voices that were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, will be the same voices and the same people that just in a few days will be shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And so Jesus knows of, of the people that he is speaking to. There are other sort of uh, um, crowds around, but these are the people, the Pharisees and the chief priests and, and the scribes, his enemies, that he is specifically telling this parable to. And he tells of an owner of a vineyard who cares so much about his vineyard that according to verse 33, he does three, um, uh, three specific things for which to protect it. He puts a fence around the vineyard 
He puts a wine press inside of it, and then he sets a tower high enough so that people can look out and make sure that there are no enemies coming to harm the vineyard. Keep in mind that Jesus is saying that my people, my children, are the vineyard. And so Jesus goes on to explain this parable. And he says that, the, that one day the owner sends some of his servants to the vineyard to collect the, the fruit that has come at the time of that season. But the tenants who are working in the vineyard at that time say, well, we're, they just kill him. And they kill them. The owner of the vineyard then decides, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send more servants, and not just more servants, but more servants than what came the first time. And the tenants of the vineyard do the same thing to these servants. They kill them. And so finally the owner says, well, I'm, this time I'm going to send my son, and surely they will listen to him. And the tenants see the son coming. They gather with themselves and say, you know, if we kill the son, he's the heir. And if we kill him, then the vineyard will be ours, and we can do anything that we want to with the vineyard. And so that's exactly what happens. The son comes, they kill him, they throw him out of the, of the vineyard, and the story ends. But then Jesus asks a very pertinent question. Keep in mind who he is talking to. The Pharisees and the chief priests and the scribes, all of his enemies, he asks them a very pertinent question. What do you think is going to happen to these wicked tenants? And you can almost see from the text, you can almost see the, the Pharisees and the chief priests, they sort of stick their chest out and say, well, he will put those wretches to a wretched end. And Jesus says, have you not read the scriptures? That the stone that the builders just simply threw out and didn't want that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone, the foundation. And it's really funny because a little bit later in verse, what is it, verse, <laughs> verse 45, when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard, these, heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. Do you think? Duh. And so Jesus goes on and he and explains to them that, that the cornerstone is that rock, is that which was rejected. And I want to go back to specifically verse 33. Verse, in verse 33, there are three things that the owner of the vineyard has, has done to make sure that his vineyard is protected and that it is well taken care of. First of all, he puts a hedge around it. If you look at verse 33 with me, the master of the house who planted a vineyard put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower, and then leased it to the tenants. We, as God's people, are the vineyard, and he cares about us so much and so deeply that he has gone to great lengths to make sure that we are First of all, that we are protected. 
And so God puts a fence around us in the same way that the owner put a fence around the vineyard. So that, we are, so that we are as his church, as his people, that we are protected from things like false teachings. Poisons which would, which would threaten to, to disrupt and to ruin our faith in him. According to Matthew 6, 26, this is exactly what he does. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And this is one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. Are you not of more value than they? In a different gospel, and we've read this before, Jesus says you are more valuable than many, many sparrows. So as his people, he puts a hedge around us. He puts a fence around around us to protect us from false teachings. He then put a tower in that vineyard to make sure that there were lookouts, making sure that if there, were, that if there was harm coming to his people, that he could see them and that he could send protectors to protect them. And so our Heavenly Father sends to us, as Luther says, he sends to us pastors, he sends to us guardian angels to make sure that we are looked after, that we are protected. This from Psalm 34, verses 6 through 7. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. And saved him out of all of his troubles. The Lord of the, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. You have angels that are encamped, that have set up shop around you to protect you. That's a pretty cool thought. There are angels, and, I, and because it's so cool, I will say it one more time to make sure that we are perfectly clear. There are angels that God has sent to surround you, to protect you. Now, this does not mean that, there, that evil will then somehow stop coming to you and that bad things will stop happening to you. You are still in your sin. You, you, you are still living in your sinful flesh, and so these things will happen but he promises his presence to be with you and to be around you. So he has promised that he will put a fence, a hedge around us, protecting us from false teachings, poison that would come from the outside. He has put a tower. I, I put a picture in your bulletin to help you kind of visualize this. He puts a tower that not only overlooks the vineyard itself, but can look out from far off to make sure that there is, that there is, is, is no harm that is coming, so that angels can keep watch, and so that while they are keeping watch, that we as his people may cultivate, again, Luther's sermon on this is just Wonderful, he says, so that we as the vines can then properly cultivate more vines, more vines, young vines, new vines. 
And then finally, he puts a, a wine press in the center of the vineyard. I refer you to my favorite psalm, Psalm 46, verses 1 through 5. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. And so not only is Jesus saying that we as his vineyard have a fence around us to protect us, not only do we have a tower that is set so that we can be looked after and watched over, but now I have placed myself in your midst. So that you know that I am here, that I am always there with you. Jesus' name, Emmanuel, of course, means God with us. God is in the midst of her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. It reminds me very much of a text that we've talked about before when Peter makes his confession of Christ. And Jesus says to him, And on this rock, Peter, on the faith for which you have confessed your belief about me, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even when we tangle ourselves up, even when we sort of begin to grow in such a way that is away from the vine, and we sort of get a little tangled up and a little bit gnarled, and we, we, we start just not living in the way that God would have us live. Still, he promises that he is with us. Still, he promises the hedge of protection around us. Still, he promises the tower to look out and to watch out for us. Still, he promises to be with us. And again, this, this doesn't mean that evil will not befall us. Just because, let's just, let's just dispel this myth right now, just because you become a follower of Christ does not mean that bad things just sort of stop happening. If you have any questions about that, I highly advise you to look at Job, the book of Job. The Bible says that, that he was a, a righteous man, righteous in God's eyes, and yet all of these terrible things have come and have happened to him. So this doesn't mean that evil will not befall us, but what this does mean is that his presence with us will never leave. That his presence with us, again, I love that from Psalm 46. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Jesus, Emmanuel, is with you. Has promised to always do so until the end of 
the age. Go back to the hymn that we just sang with me, number 430, my song is love unknown. Verse 1 again, my song is love unknown, my Savior's love to me, love to the loveless shown that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I that for my sake my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Verse 7, here might I stay and sing. No story so divine. Never was love, dear King. Never was grief like thine. This is my friend, in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. He has put a hedge of protection around you. He has placed a watchtower so that you are looked after and watched out for. And he has placed himself within you. All possible and all done because of his crucifixion. Because of this love that we just sang about and, the, and, and so many other hymns that we have, this love that we sing about, this love that is, that is our song unknown. All done for you, even when you might get tangled up, even when you might get a little bit gnarly looking, but he promises through his spirit to continue to clean you, to continue to wash you, to continue to prune you. We call this process sanctification, to continue making you more and more holy, more and more set apart for him and for his purpose. Why? Because you are his chosen. You are that which he values the most. Even more than my dad's 1967 Pontiac GTO, cherry red with a spoiler on it. You are his chosen. You are his beloved. You are him and her that he has died for, that he was crucified for, that he shed his blood for, and on the third day that he rose again just as he promised that he would. In our Savior's name, amen. Please stand. It is at this time that uh, we say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so today using the Nicene Creed as it is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father. 
God of God, light of light, very God, very God, begot is not made, being of one substance the Father, by whom all things are made, who for us sent, for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us in the Pontius He suffered and was made Please be seated. At this time, we collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time, whether you are a member or a guest with us, to sign that red uh, sign-in book that is in the inside aisles of the pews. When it gets to the window side, please send it back to the aisle side so that the, so that, that person can tear off the top sheet for our elders. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Next weekend is apple butter making days. The Trinity Lutheran School and TEA will be sponsoring a booth together. Come by and buy some precious, delicious pretzels. All proceeds benefit the school. The voters meeting has been changed to October 22nd and will happen immediately after the basket dinner instead of on the 29th. Trinity Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the, in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, No Selfies Needed, by Lutheran Hour speaker, the Reverend Dr. Gregory Seitz. God isn't afraid of messy people. He loves the broken, embraces the outcast, and seeks the lost. That's Philippians 4. For times and locations near you, visit thelutheranhour.org or contact the church office. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. This radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
please stand. We sing our offertory hymn. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First, for those who are listed on our health list. For Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Marjane Clanton, Larry Kilhofer, Karen Baker, June Fritz, and Lena Bremer. June uh, had back surgery this past week, and Lena had a fall and fractured her wrist, and so we'll be praying for them. Also, for Ted and Carol Dahlstrom, who will be celebrating 30 years of marriage on October the 10th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you that you have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. We thank you that you love us in such a way that you have put a fence around us to protect us. Lord, that you have put a tower so that we might be looked after and watched over. And Lord, most especially, we thank you that you have placed yourself within the midst of us, continuing to keep your word, continuing to keep your promise to us that never will you leave us, never will you forsake us. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing love which you show to us in so many different ways. But no way, Lord, better than the gift of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who was crucified on Calvary's cross for the redemption of all. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we lift up a special prayer this morning for all those that we know, whether it be family or friends or people that we work with. Uh, Lord, all those that we know that do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. We pray especially, Lord, for these people that we name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. 
Heavenly Father, for the nation that, that we live in, we pray that you would continue to give us wise and God-fearing leaders. Lord, that uh, for those who are leading us, that you would help them to make wise and God-fearing decisions. Uh, Lord, we pray also and to give you thanks for those who are serving us, whether it be in the armed forces uh, or as public officials. We pray, Lord, that you would keep them safe and out of harm's way. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, Lord, for all those who are listed on our health list. Lord, also for June and for Lena who are recovering. And Lord, we pray that you would give them a very speedy recovery, and one, Lord, that is, that is as pain-free as possible. Be with their doctors who are working with them, uh, and may they come up with the best course of treatment. And Lord, for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also rejoice and celebrate with Ted and with Carol, Lord, as they celebrate 30 years of marriage. And we pray that in this next year of their lives, Lord, that they would remain faithful and true to the vows that they have made to one another. Lord, that, uh, that, that you would continue to help them to grow closer to one another, especially, Lord, grow closer to you. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we also and finally give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We give you thanks, Lord, that it is in, with, and under the bread and the wine that we receive your very body and your very blood for the forgiveness of our sins, for the redemption of our souls. And Lord, we, we thank you uh, that you have been crucified for us Lord, under Pontius Pilate, and Lord, that you have and were risen again three days later, just as you said that you would. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In the communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first communion hymn is Chief of Sinners Though I Be, hymn 611. The next hymn is Built on the Rock, hymn number 645.
next hymn is Your Table I Approach, hymn 628. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith and to life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. The closing hymn is Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise, Hymn 680, verses 1, 2, and 5.
It has been our pleasure to bring this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you through the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George. our guests and visitors or ghosts this morning. Uh, we are glad that you are here to worship with us. Uh, we have one more thing left uh, for this morning uh, after we worship that we have to do. So if Pastor Ben and your lovely wife, if you guys would come forward very quickly. I mean, don't, you don't have to run or anything, but you know, just Pastor Ben has been our substitute organist here for how many years? How long, how long has it been? I think about four. About four years, and you were faithful in that and loving in that, and uh, we, we just wanted to take a moment to recognize you. Your last Sunday with us was last month, and um, we are very sad to see you go, but of course we understand. Um, and so we wanted to give you just a little token of our appreciation to you and your lovely wife who has supported him. Uh, make no mistake, uh, a pastor um, and, his, and his wife are a team. And um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that Ben would agree with me that, that there's no way that he could do what he does without the support of his wife. So we thank you as well. So uh, Ben, this is for you and your wife, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for all of, of your years of service here. Thank you.
And again, I pray that all of you have a very, very blessed week, and I look forward to seeing everybody next Sunday.